Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dive is late night. Hi, welcome to Diabetes Late Night. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedick. Thank you for tuning in, especially to the special broadcast for Halloween. Our regular podcast featuring an all-star lineup of guests resumes next month for National Diabetes Awareness Month in November. Now, I love the creativity associated with diabetes much more than the candy. That's why I participate each year in Halloween streets in New York City. I decorate the front of my office building for all the thousands of trick-or-treaters who stop uh, to see as they stop by. And this year's theme is Ghost Live. So I decided to research ghosts in Central Park, since Central Park is near my office, and I stumbled on two Victorian sisters whose spirits allegedly haunt the woman rink, ice skating rink in Central Park. So before I play that short ghost story for you, I just wanted to share a few comments about Halloween sugar consumption, which is expected to surpass $36 billion. Uh, that was a record last year in 2021. Now, we all know understanding how food affects your blood sugar levels is the first step in managing diabetes. But many of our friends and family, especially around Halloween, when candy is so plentiful, love to give their unsolicited advice about what we should be putting in our mouths. Many of these people assume that eating candy or any sugar causes diabetes. And we know there are two types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2 diabetes, type 1 and type 2 diabetes, excuse me. We also know that sugar does not cause type 1 diabetes because the insulin producing cells in our pancreas are destroyed by our immune system. And type 2 diabetes <clears throat> is a combination of insulin resistance and pancreatic failure. All that said, uh, there's so much shame and blame associated with diabetes that when someone feels obligated to school us on what we can and cannot put in our mouths, it could be too much. Uh, I think one of our community members on Facebook, at Divabetic on Facebook, Rosemary R., summed it up perfectly when she wrote this. Having had diabetes since I was 11 years old and now I'm 73, you do the math, it's only part of my life, not the whole. I live a full and varied life. I tell new folks I meet about my condition simply to alert them to the possibilities of lows and how to help me. Essentially, I believe it's my responsibility to look after myself like anyone else. My only beef is that sometimes those people in the know tell me, oh, you're a diabetic. You shouldn't be eating that. I say to myself, my choice, my responsibility. I own my actions, taking care that any risk is managed and minimized, and that I don't become a burden to family, friends, workmates, 
the community at large, and the health system. My mantra has always been moderation in all things. I thank those who accept me for who I am. I lead a satisfying and full life. With that, I'm going to now let you hear our Vandervoort sister ghost story of Central Park. Enjoy. All those faint of heart who jump at scary movies before they start. This ghost story we've been told dates back to over a century ago. Right here in the Big Apple. A stone throw from Belvedere Castle. So gather close, hold tight, and prepare yourself for quite a fright. The Vanderbilt sisters visit after dark a woman rink in Central Park. One sister dressed in purple, the other in blood red. Skillfully skating figure eight, even though they're both dead. <laughs> Our story will start once I turn back the hands of this clock. We'll head to the Victorian age where women wore corsets and men donned top hats. Marriages were arranged so families' reputations remained intact. The Vandervoort resided on a street where the Vandervoorts and the Rockefellers lived in a mansion where more than Skeletons are hid. The Vandervoort family, you see, was quite wealthy, but the father's parental control was somewhat unhealthy. His two daughters came of age in a time when a young lady's appearance was put on display for eligible bachelors who arrived by carriage in hopes of seeking their hands in marriage. Unfortunately, the old man was intent to never offer his consent to any man who came forth asking permission to marry a van der Vaught. Days turned to night and night became dark, once no eligible suitors rang the doorbell at the manor on the edge of the park. The girl's loyal governess watched in horror at the way Mr. Vanderbilt imprisoned his daughter until the night she felt inclined to approach him and speak her mind. Oh, Mr. Vanderbilt, why can't you see? If you love someone, you should set them free. Oh, please, please, your daughters are fully grown. Let them make decision of their own. Mr. Vanderbilt, who was eating his food, heard what she said but wasn't amused. Listen to me, you silly old bat. No one speaks to me like that. You should learn to silence your tongue, for your words lack common sense or wisdom. Then he gave the poor governess a fright. 
when he looked her dead in the eye and pulled out his knife. Proper young ladies living in the Gilded Age are expected to be well-behaved. I insist my daughters being meek and mild, not running loose or acting wild. The noble governess returned to the girl's chamber. Her confidence slightly wavered. She told the girls what she said, trying to hide her sense of dread. I'm such a fool to think I could convince your father to bend his rules. He may be rich, but he's still as stubborn as a mule. Reserve rose from her chair, flabbergasted to learn her governess approached her father without fear. Would she, herself, be able to change his mind? She wouldn't know for certain unless she was willing to try. Oh, Father, do not despair. Janet and I only wish for some fresh air. Perhaps we can go out for a skate. The pond is frozen right near our front gate. Yes, daughters, you may go. But don't be tardy. I prefer you home. If we heard their exchange correctly, Mr. Vanderbilt gave his permission directly to his eldest child who was brave enough to ask if she and her sister could go outside at last. Do all you youngsters listening to this who hesitate to express your wish, it might seem easier to ask for help, but it's much better if you speak up for yourself. <laughs> now let's get back to our tale before these horrors get too stale. Rosetta ran back to her room to find her sister Janet still filled with gloom. Sister, sister, we must be quick. Father's rules are very strict. The longer you hesitate, the less time we have to skate. The girls donned their bonnets, tied their ribbons, and ran to the door, but turned back to grab the mittens before they tiptoed across the floor. There's a whole new world outside this door. So many places for us to explore. Let's go out and take a spin before the ice gets too thin. But when the Vandervoort sisters returned home, much later than they were told, their father said, if they can't obey from this day on, inside they'll stay. I'm sorry, my dears, but the rules were broken. I demand to return to your chambers without another word spoken. And so it went year after year. Seldom were the sisters allowed to leave their home without fear. The only time they spent out of their father's sight was when the two took to the ice. Never married, never broken heart, Janet and Rosetta Van Dorn died weeks apart. Only a few close acquaintances came to mourn, since the girls really traveled farther from where they were born. Victorian tales often go, a sense of life is full of woe, but these two fought societal convention, living their lives of their own invention. Although the two never wed or had children of their own to tuck into bed, their bravery cannot be denied, for it took grit and courage for them to never become brides.
how people skate on the pond, they've seen the sisters aptly donned as figures floating on the ice, blades sparkling to be precise. The woman rink after dark on the south side of Central Park. They haunt these old familiar grounds, skating together round and round. So if perchance you see them there, enjoy their presence if you dare. Happy Halloween to skaters everywhere, despite the sisters circling in mid-air. <laughs> Some listeners may be inclined to think we just made up a fancy nursery rhyme, but these two sisterly ghosts we celebrate with glory are based upon a real life all right well thank you so much for tuning into our ghost story tonight i want to thank uh lorraine brooks Wendy Radford for helping me write the script. I want to thank Verna Henry and Laura Ricks for participating as our uh, voice actors in tonight's performance. And of course, I want to thank you. Please make sure to tune into all our podcasts are now available on Spotify, iTunes, and of course, Blog Talk Radio. And check out our videos on YouTube. And um, we're looking forward to hearing, uh, talking to you next month for National Diabetes Awareness Month. Have a great Wonderful, happy Halloween. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.